Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So. In case you ain't know so, and welcome back to another dope episode of Sports with So So, coming to you live. This week, we got the Dolphins making it three in a row. The Panthers find some success on the West Coast. The Heat are struggling to find some consistency. And all hell breaks loose for UM. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. big dog bro i hate daylight savings <laughs> it's so weird right now it so feels weird like it's midnight right now yeah bro and even yesterday when we were watching like watching football oh it's my like god it was brutal it's brutal you're waiting for football you're waiting for football and then it's like wait a second it's six o'clock why does it feel like it's 10 o'clock yeah man it was it's rough man it's rough but hey we got through it though. We're here, you know, another uh, Monday. Yeah. Another Monday recording session. Yep. And right after another great episode of OnlyFans, right? Um, where we got I mean, to. The episodes are better where, where we win, right? Yeah, absolutely. Come on. Even anything. though the, the numbers disagree, I, <laughs> I think all of our better performing ones have been the ones where we cover the losses. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it's not that interesting, right? Because people want to always pile on. So it's harder to pick on stuff when things are going right, but um, yeah, it's 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 weird that little dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. And um, this weekend had a had a lot of stuff to talk about, even though it was a win, right? It kind of felt like it could have been a loss, um, but we also did a lot of stuff this weekend, right? I got some golfing, a little bit of practice. I heard uh, I heard some of the the lessons that Coach Sib gave you recently, bro. Shout out to Coach off. Sib, man, and uh, we can't wait to drop that. Interview that we did with him at Top Golf. Um, it drops this Friday, so make sure you guys are subscribed to the YouTube channel, uh, hitting those like buttons, dropping comments because this interview that we have with Coach Sib is so dope. Yeah, it was a fun one. Yeah, I, uh, I had a good time putting it together. We had a little mishap, uh, which may or may not be noticeable in the video, but all good. Nah, you know, we we got some good uh, some good content coming to your your guys' way. But uh, so you got you played this weekend with with John. Yeah, no, I played by myself a little nine hole action at really? Reynolds. Yeah, man, because I I hadn't played in a while, so I I just wanted to go out there and get some swings in. Okay, you know, and believe it or not, mentally when you're playing with somebody else, there's always that sense of competition. You sure. know, now sure. you're not playing yourself, you're playing that other guy, and his score is starting to affect you. And uh, to kind of get away from that, even though John's my brother and we don't really compete like that, psych. Um, I just wanted to go out there, get some practice swings in, in like real course settings, right? And uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff that Coach Sib, you know, just little tidbits that he gives you. And it's like, here, go find a pile of gold. And you're <laughs> like, yes, I will use this tool you gave me. Yeah. And I really got some good shots in there. Driver was looking good. So I was pretty happy. Nice. I can't wait. I can't wait for our match. Let's get it. That's coming soon. Very, Let's very soon. Let's I gotta get it. I gotta get the other one ready. So I got the one with HQ Golf with Jason yes, coming sir. up soon. Uh that'll be on my channel, Miami Golf Bros. And then we got we got the match with you and maybe John. I don't know. We'll see you. Two V one, one. You gotta tune in. You gotta tune in. Well, well, you gotta tune in and check it out. But we got some dope stuff coming down the pipeline. Yeah, man. And we already got some dope stuff out as well, right? We got the Delray Beach fight night um video out now. Greg Hardy, uh ex football player, ex you know, MMA. 
Now he's trying his hand at boxing, and he had a very successful debut. We saw some really impressive knockouts, some nasty body shots. So uh, if you haven't gone to the YouTube channel yet to check that video out, it's out right now. Um, shout out to the people at Black Sheep Productions. Um, I think we did a pretty good job of covering it. Absolutely. Well. I mean, they, they, did, they did all the legwork, putting together the whole event and everything. But as far as like documenting it and, and, and getting, I mean, you, you were really the only entity that interviewed the fighters after the That's fight. That's me, baby, exclusivity. So, yeah, dog. So I mean, if if you want to see, you know, what these guys were feeling right after their their victories, go ahead and tune into that. Uh, that video is a dope one. It's not too long either. You got about thirty minutes. You got about like eight fights in that. Yeah. Uh, you know, with with the actual highlights of the fights and um and the post fight interview. So go check that out. Absolutely. And um, yeah, so we got we we're stacking it, dog. We got OnlyFans, the the Delray fight nights out there. We got the Coach Siv video coming up. <laughs> That's what you do when you're a high level production like we are right now. <laughs> It's just what it is. What it is, you know. That's what you do. You find content, you put it out there, and you make it, and you create the magic. And wait know? till we hit the Powerball, duh. Oof! Is that dog? I already found the the new studio. What Universal Studios? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's a little bit smaller than that, but yeah, I found the new studio for us already. Don't even sweat it. <laughs> nice. Uh, but you mentioned OnlyFans. You know, it's it's always good to talk about victories on OnlyFans and the Dolphins got away with a good victory on the road oh, yeah. uh, playing the Chicago Bears on the road another road victory another road victory um that's three on the season right now I think and we're you know win the game 35-32 not the greatest performance from your defense but we see week in week out when two is leading this offense it's nasty. It's other level. It's next level. Like you call it whatever you want, but the production is is just there. And I don't even know like what's the word I'm looking for, but it, like it's it's exceeding everything that we thought was possible. You know, and, and Tyreek Hill is a big part of that. Yeah, we're not used to seeing this uh, as Dolphins fans. You know, we we've seen the the, the, the usual heartbreaks, right? You late game, you know, we were leading, we give up the lead, we can't make a play, can't make a stop, can't get a you know a first stop. down. You know, Sheesh. and that's we're still dealing with some of that, right? Because we mm-hmm. got a first year head coach, and we're still trying to 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 kind of piece things together on our defense right now, but. We're, we're getting something that we haven't really seen before, which yeah. is which is victories. And it's nice, Doug. It's nice to see that Tua, in every game that he's played and completed, yep. he's won this season. Yep. And not only, like, not only getting victories, Jay, like, it's bigger than that. Because for me, if you talk about it, you know, you got you to gotta think of the, the offense that we're seeing and the yeah, output, the touchdowns, right. right? We haven't had this in, like, 30 years, 40 years almost, it feels like, right? Where no matter what, what situation is happening in the game, what the scoreboard is saying, doesn't matter. You feel confident in this offense to put up a touchdown if it really has to at any point, anywhere right now. Sure. Because we've won impressive games on the road. You know, we've won at home. We've beat really good opponents. So, like, there are things that you could look at offensively on this team and be like, yo, this is next level. <clears throat> a lot of the talk that I saw on Twitter is like, who are the AFC favorites? Right? You have the Bills. But they just took a loss on the road to the Jets. You have the Chiefs, who's who are struggling Monday Night Football against the Titans, right? Titans maybe with a better quarterback win that game at home, at home, right? And then you have the mix. I like to call it the Ravens. You know ourselves, Jets. Right now, you have to put them in that conversation. You can't forget about the Patriots because even though they're not where they're used to being, right? They're they, still a threat. They still got Bill Belichick. 
Titans look good, right? They they need to get stuff. Do together. they though? No, I'm just saying Do they, they got a great running game. Bro, I don't know why they went away from Henry, but second quarter. Trust me, I know because I was playing the guy, <laughs> and without that second quarter, there's no offensive production at all from the Titans. So right. there's a lot of question marks there. But um, yeah, I agree, man. I, I think that there are teams that that right now historically have been good that are now bad. You know, we see Tom Brady struggling with the Bucks. We see Aaron Rodgers struggling with the Packers, right? Yeah. Losing to Detroit. Um, and then now you're seeing the new wave, right? Uh, you know, Joe Burrow with the Bengals, obviously coming off, uh, you know, Super Bowl, a good trip to the Super Bowl, losing it ultimately, but still getting there after a great season that he had. Right. Uh, you're seeing them be able to dominate it and, and win the way that they did this past week, right? Um, and then you see other young younger teams that are, are starting to find their identity, and we're, we're right in that mix, and it's good because well, that's what we want. We want to see that our team, that our investment, right, that the players that we've drafted and we've traded for and, and all the moves that we made are actual warranted, you know, actions. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you, if you talk about being in the mix, when you look at the standings right now in the AFC, you got Buffalo, 6-2, and two, Kansas City, 6-2, and two, Jets, 6-3, and three, Dolphins, 6-3. and three. And the only reason why they're ahead of us is they have the tiebreaker. They beat us. Granted, it was in New York, right? They still have to come down and see us. And then right after that, the rest of the mix, Baltimore, Tennessee, uh, Chargers, all five and three, New England, five and four, Cincinnati, five and four. That's a team that could be playing for the playoffs. And then the drop off starts there, right? The Colts, Browns, Colts Broncos. Are trash. Browns are trash, which we play this week coming up. We play that team coming up, but. You know, you, you mentioned... Broncos are trash. Broncos are trash, right? <clears throat> you mentioned the game that tools when the games that Tua plays. When he starts and finishes games this season, 69.8% completion rating, uh, percentage completions, uh, 1,870 yards, 15 touchdowns, two, INC, two INTs. And then based on the 17-game projections, that would have gave him 5,200 yards on the season, mm. 43 touchdowns, and six INTs. Which is way above the threshold that we anybody put that anybody put could, could have even imagined. Well, I'm saying, well, you and I spoke of specifically before the season started when we did the season preview as far as what we were expecting for Tua to be able to be to, to step up into that the next level. You know, we had put certain numbers on that, and all those projections are smashing all those numbers. I think we had like 4,000 yards, 25 touchdowns. Like all those projections are way above that. No, and even when you rank him against the rest of the quarterbacks for the NFL. Right? Right through week nine, first in touchdown percentage, first in yards and attempts, uh, first in yards slash through attempts, right? Uh, first in adjusted yards per attempt, first in QB rating, first in QBR, first in net yardage per attempt, first in net yardage per attempt on first downs, like third in completion percentage, fifth in yards per game. And yet, my brother still wants to nitpick and, and bitch about you, a couple of underthrown balls. And that's okay. But you know what? <laughs> Shout what, out to Javi. Yeah, for know. sure. But you know what? Nitpick. Nitpick all you want, but what you're nitpicking on is greatness because he's having a great season right now. Like, you know me, dog. I, I, I was not sold on this man being able I to know. lead us, right? I know. So when you sit back and you're like, all right, let's look at the numbers. Konya, the numbers are hitting. Well, let's look at the on-field tape and, and let's see how he's playing when, when the team is in there. Konya, that shit's hitting too. Let's see if the team is supporting him and really putting their confidence behind him. Check. Yeah, all we, those we three teams checked that. in and you're like, I can't hate on this man anymore. There's nothing more for me to to say, well, this guy can't get the job done. Bullshit. It's been nine games. And, well, let's put it six games for Tua because he missed two and a half games. Well, we're, we're now realizing that Coach Flores was the problem. Yeah, for sure. 
and the offense, and that, right? And that offensive system that he had, that that two offensive coordinator system, was detrimental to Tua's development and his progression in the NFL. And a guy like McDaniel's, granted, first year head coach, is an offensive guru and was the Genius. offensive coordinator for San Francisco. And he, you're just seeing that the way that he's using Tyree. We were dissecting that one play, which potentially was an underthrown ball where if, if Tua kind of leads Tyreek there, it might have been a touchdown. Game's over right But there. the design of the play, you had Sherfield in the slot, yep. you had uh, Tyreek next to him, and then you had Gusecki wide, out, out wide. But they were all kind of bunched up. Yeah. And then Sherfield kind of runs a post to the inside, and, and Gusecki ran the little pick play, and that's what got Tyreek open. And it's like, bro, like you would think that they would be double-teaming this guy every single time, but McDaniels is finding ways to work around that double-team or work around the coverages that they have set. And it's, it's a thing of beauty, and if it, and if you do decide to double team, guess what? He's gonna be able to make that soft throw into the middle of the field to hit Kaseki, or hit Waddle, right, or hit Hill in the middle of the field. How many throws did we see yesterday? Him complete in the middle of the field? Oh, I mean, a bunch. That's a where, bunch. That, that's Sherfield with a huge catch. You know what I'm saying? We saw six. it before the game while we were chilling watching some game tape. Like these are all throws that he's mastered. Right, he's mastered the art of just throwing it right above the head of the linebacker, whether he jumps or not, and hit the man in stride in the middle of the field to allow them to do their thing. Yak. Again, it's hard to pinpoint things into his game and say, ah, but you're the worst at this. Nah, he's not. Because even Josh Allen puts balls in the dirt, right? We saw that against us. Patrick Mahomes makes bad throws. Aaron Rodgers, like you said earlier, struggling. You know, Russell Wilson is turned into crap. Like, these are all high-level quarterbacks, and even they have mistakes. I remember there was a time you wanted Russell Wilson to come play for the Dolphins. You remember that? Yeah, that's, how, that's somewhere out there on the— uh, Yeah, it's on the web, baby. On the, on the RSS feed. <laughs> it's out there, but that just shows you how the right people surrounding the quarterback ha- can have a huge impact. We've seen it in other offenses and other teams. Now we see it in our offense with our team. Sure. And we're just reaping the benefits, bro. Six and three. And, and you know what's crazy, too? Like, you mentioned the offense. Dolphins are fourth in the AFC when it comes to points four. Right? Fourth. You know what's even crazier? We're number one with points allowed. 224. So teams have scored on us more than we have in those nine games. That's a horrible differential. Horrible differential, but look at the record. Yeah. Still six and three. Shows you how much better we could be, right? If we if we were just able to tighten up. We have to tighten up though. And we have to tighten up this week, you know, against the Browns because of the fact that it's a home game. We're coming back home, you know, after the road. It, it could be an easy trap game to kind of let your guard down after a three game win streak. For you know, sure. Like, oh wait, shit. Well, this is this is now easy. It's like in golf, right? You know those moments you have a, a couple good holes, or maybe even just one good hole, a couple good shots, one good hole, and then you're like, I'm back. Oh, Very I know the next feeling. hole, slice it off the tee, you're out of bounds. In the water. <laughs> That's what we don't want right here, right? We want to be able to come out. We want to get the ball in play, and we want to just get to the shot, hit the shot, and, and, and keep moving forward. We don't want to take penalties. We don't want, uh, you know, any 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 strange altercations no. to occur. We we need to we need to be on point, man. Why? Because number one, like you just said, teams are scoring points. Yeah. And a team like the Cleveland Browns and the Jacoby Brissett, who we're very familiar with, should not be putting up points on us, even with the defensive issues that we're having. Yeah. And then the concern on the other side, we, we kind of touched briefly on this with Martin on OnlyFans, was 
the Browns have a good front seven. They have a good D line with Miles Garrett. You know, we're leading the pack, and we gotta be we gotta be ready for that. You know, Tua has made the adjustment after the the concussion to get the ball out quick, and McDaniel's with his play calls has been able to you know help him out with that too. But we're re- I feel like we're really really going to be tested this week against the Browns at home. Yeah, a hundred percent. But you got to rely on the weapons that we have and what's been working for us, right? Let's exhibit A. Tyreek Hill, seven of eight, right? Uh, seven catches, eight targets yesterday on Sunday. Um, 143 yards with a touchdown. Killed it, right? Tua yeah. became the first back-to-back, uh, first quarterback in Dolphins history. Dolphins history, right? To have back-to-back games of 300 passing yards with three passing touchdowns with zero INTs. First quarterback in Dolphins history. Now, I'm not even going to mention the names because everybody knows them. But for Tua to do that? Jay Fiedler, ever heard of him? <laughs> Cleo Lemon, My ever dog. heard of him? What? That's uh, those what was the other you were dude? talking about? No, no, no. Uh, dude, the, oh, Ray Dante Lucas. Dante Culpepper? Ray Lucas from the... Remember when we got him? You remember yeah. when we had Dante Culpepper for Sheesh. a little bit? But uh, <laughs> for him to be the first guy to do that, that's wild. Yeah, it is wild. That's huge, man. That's, that's huge. wild. So, yeah, against that, that D-line rush that the Browns have that we're going to be facing, I don't sweat it. Because... Tua has shown me that he has the ability to deal with the, with 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 teams that can create pressure. He he survived against the Bills, and that the defensive front or defensive unit as a whole is much better than the Browns, right? So if Tua can find success against the Bills, I don't doubt that he can find success against the Browns. The issue with the Browns is they're going to be able to control time of possession. With those two running backs, Chubb and Hunt, you know, Chubb has 841 yards on the season, Hunt 305 yards on the season. Those guys have a real one good, uh, real good one-two combo, and they can kill time of possession. And we've seen that this team or this defense has been real success susceptible to the run. This dude, Justin Fields, just went berserk on us, right, and broke an NFL record. What was it, 178 yards? NFL record on us, you know what I mean? And he broke another two uh Bears records, right? For the longest rush for a quarterback and the longest rushing touchdown for a quarterback. Yep, 60-something yard. Those are things that Wild. I don't know if we can tighten up from one week to the other. Well, we know we can't. That's why I say we know what we're going to get with Jacoby. I mean, we're very familiar with Jacoby and what his skill set is. So yeah. he, we know Jacoby's not going to run the ball 60 yards for a touchdown on us, right? Right. So it, it's going to be a way different game plan. But the focus, you know, obviously can't stray away from the defense. We, we can't get away. They still got Amari Cooper. They have that one-two punch with the run game uh, that we got to, you know, really focus on. But, yeah, man, on, on, on the offensive side is where, you know, I want to make sure that we establish a run game of our own with our new acquired Jeff Wilson Jr., who looked great in his debut yesterday in a Dolphins uniform. Great production from Jeff Wilson Jr. So uh-huh. we need to establish our own one-two punch, you know what I mean, and, and and try to control that time of possession instead of just going for the middle of the field 25 yards down the field every time. I understand that, but, like, we still have to give Austin Jackson time to, to get right and get into a good rhythm because he's coming back into offensive line, and he's probably our best offensive lineman when it comes to run blocking. Run blocking, right. Nah, I'll give that to Armstead. Armstead is, Armstead is good at our, everything. Our best, yeah. Armstead is good at everything, but I know that him specifically does that. Um, I would love to see a run commitment, and Jeff Wilson did great with only nine carries at 50 yards. Great. Looked real good. Mostert did his thing. Nine yep. carries, 26 yards. You know, didn't that. get enough carries after that, but you know. But that's, what, that's because Jeff Wilson came in. But that's okay, right? And... um. 
I don't know if we're going to see that commitment to the run until the until we get to the playoffs because that's when it really matters, right? And that's when we're going to need it. We're going to need to run the ball. Maybe coming into this game, we see some of it, but I expect that change to happen after the bye week, right, where we can sit back and analyze 10 games. Yo, what did we do great? What did we do terrible? Where can we improve? Where are the areas that we can attack offenses like this or defenses like this, right? And then see some type of adjustment. But for me, the main concern moving forward is how much this defense has fallen off from what we expected them to be, right, from last year's performances. We need more. We need consistency, not even more. We just need consistency. And it starts with simple things like the blocking. You know, we highlighted it on OnlyFans, but... Man, we miss a lot of tackles, bro. We miss a lot of tackles, and that's something that for professionals is not acceptable, and especially for a unit that has been together for so long. We just got Chubbs. You know, he missed a couple of sacks. Okay, cool. Jalen Phillips, you and I were, were talking about how he's creating so much pressure, just not being able to finish on, on or capitalizing on bringing the guys down. But he's still disruptive. But other than that, like, I don't know, man. This defense doesn't sh- look super sharp. Yeah, and, even, and that and that can be a problem. Even Xavier Howard got scored on yesterday. Darnell Mooney's first touchdown of the season yep. was on Xavier Howard yesterday. I mean, granted, hell of a pass, hell of a catch, twenty yard throw, happens, whatever, fifty you know, yard throw. But, but that goes to show you, you know, that's that's that that's pretty much where our defense has been collectively. Yeah, and it's our secondary. We've been talking about that at nauseum. But yeah, um, we got the Browns. We right, the Browns. They're three and, and five. They're just they just got a victory uh, ten days ago, beating. The Cincinnati Bengals, right? But before that, on Monday Night Football, they had lost four games straight. They lost to Atlanta. They lost to the Chargers. They lost to New England. They lost to Baltimore. And when you look at those four teams, they're not that great. You know, we can we can make it happen against those guys. We just have to contain one guy on defense for the Browns, and that's Miles Garrett. Seven and a half sacks on the season. He's the problem. He's the guy that we got to look at and be like, all right, let's chip him every time. Let's double this guy every time. Let's triple this guy on big, important plays and try to neutralize the defense that way. Because if he can't get to Tua, then Tua has time to get the ball to Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Gasecki, and them boys. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? I didn't mention him too much yesterday. He only had, uh, what, two catches? Yeah, two catches. Uh, three catches. But Trent Sherfield, man, what a player. What a player we have found. This guy gets in on the blocks, right? He works hard when it comes to that, and he makes big catches in the middle. What a player the Dolphins have found right now, man. This guy is really clutch. And when we need him, no, clutch. That's exactly He's clutch. Hard. He's clutch because right when we need him, like yesterday, he only had two or three catches, like you said. I think three was the total, right, at the yeah. end? Yeah, three for catches. like twenty eight yards or something like that, or thirty seven yards. Yeah, but dude, it was chain movers. It was plays that it was like, yo, Tua, you're the last resort, basically, and we need you. And he came through, and, yeah. and that's big, man. Because I don't see our boy Cedric Wilson out there, dog. Like, why do we even have that guy? He had two catches for twenty three yards, right? But and he caught both of their. their but, ca- but you know what's the good thing is that all through everybody who's. A wide receiver is just a supportive role. Sure. So you know that when the ball gets thrown to you, whether it's Gasecki, Sherfield, Wilson, uh, any one of the running backs, right? When the ball gets thrown to you, make the catch. And all everybody made their catches yesterday. Sherfield, three targets, three catches. Wilson, two targets, two catches. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., three, three targets, three catches. Catch the ball when it's thrown to you. Because we know one. the other guys are going to do that. 
Yeah, Raheem, Raheem didn't make a catch. He didn't have, he, but he, he, he was dropped, targeted he, twice. He dropped one that would have been a touchdown. It's my job. <sighs> Kill my fantasy dog. Yeah. But look, the Browns are extremely beatable, right? They're ninth against pass the yards allowed, right? So they're really good on the defensive run, on the defensive backside, but that's because they're better rushing the quarterback, you know, and they're only 15th allowing rushing yards. So I don't see us really committing the running game in this game, but we're going to have to try to see it. We're going to have to try to see at least a little bit, set up some play action, and 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 beat the Browns, bro, at home. Beat the Browns, man. Uh, uh, head into the bye week seven and three. Seven and three, like we talked about, you know. And money. look, That'd I was money. close to my prediction, jerk, since we want to talk about it. <laughs> my prediction was 31 to 24. Not too far off, right? Mm. To our score. To our score. I didn't I think guess. that they were going to score that much. But you were way off. 65 to 3. That's like not even close. Yeah. Way to bring it up, bro. Now, if you start bringing it up every week to recap what we predicted, I'll give you real predictions. But the reason I gave you that yeah, well, is now we got it. you never bring it up. After now we got it on wax. Now though. we got it on wax. So, so, um, so give me your prediction for this Sunday against the Browns heading into the bye week. Oh, if you we want a real prediction, real prediction for time. this week, um, we're playing at home. Shit, man, I'm gonna say we're gonna win this game, thirty-five. Come on now, seventeen. Mm, interesting, thirty-five, seventeen. I don't think we'll score that much. I think it's going to be... We got, we're at home, baby. We got to give the people the I show. I understand, but I, I feel like it's going to be a, a, a much tougher game than we anticipate, right? And um, for me, I see it being more of a, a little bit more of a defensive battle. Browns are going to be... Browns defense is going to be hyped up for this game. They want to stop us. No doubt. Um, and Miles Garrett is dying to hit Tua. No doubt about that. But if our defense can come in there and do its job and allow more opportunities for the offense to find the running game and not just rely on the pass, then it should be a lower lower score. 24 to 10. That's what I got. I like it. 24 to 10. Let's see. Still a dub. Hey, four in a row heading into the bye week and putting pressure on the rest of the AFC East and AFC to keep winning? Shit. We're going streaking. We're going streaking. We're going streaking, man. Um, Let's flip. Let's flip on over to the ice, man, and talk about these Panthers. Uh, they had a four-game West Coast trip. Started against um, San Jose and the, well, started against Phoenix. They played the Kings. They played in Santa San Jose. Played Anaheim, and they were able to get two wins on the road. Um, those wins coming in the form of five to four against Anaheim last night. They beat San Jose four three, and in those games against Phoenix and and against the Kings, they lost three one. And that Kings game was a was the killer man because we Why, lost five happened? four we lost five four in overtime and and we pretty much had that game in our grasp damn what, what, what was the uh, deciding factor in that one uh just defensively we couldn't get any stops man we couldn't get any type of turnovers we couldn't get any any type of momentum to keep the puck out of our inner third and when you when you give a team like the the kings that opportunity Man, they're always going to find a way to kill it. They're always going to find a way to kill yeah. it. But it's okay, man, because the Panthers improved to 6-7, uh, 5-1 and one on the season. Um, I wanted them to get at least 500 on this road trip because they had been struggling on the road. Right. So for them to get at least two of the games and salvage that with a potential third win right there in their grasp, man, it bodes well. And it kind of sucks because this is not the same Panthers – that we were used to, right? Last year and the year before, it was like they would find these streaks of like six games in a row, seven games in a row. With this team, they're still finding their way. And 
being that they added some new pieces, lost a huge piece in Hubie. Um, it's we we kind of anticipate this taking a lot longer than than expected. But you know what? When it comes to scoring, when it comes to record wise, they're right on pace for last year, right? Um, they're only what six points behind whoever's in first place, which is Boston right now in the conference. Like the Panthers are going to be able to find a way to set the the ship straight, but. They need something. They need something. Well, that something is Matthew Kachuk, right? We have Matthew Kachuk, but you told me that he got suspended recently in this. I don't know if it was in that road trip. What game was it that he got I think called it was for the, the? It was the Phoenix game. He got called uh, against the Kings. That's what it was. He so got you, called. You told for, me he got called for a high stick, right? That he or towards the goalie, but and you know you, you mentioned to me that it was also uh, he got pushed into the goalie. It wasn't necessarily his fault. It, it was somebody pushed him in. And walk me through that. I didn't watch it. What happened? So it was a quick movement. He was. Uh, trying to force the puck into the net and it was a situation where his back was turned right and he was kind of facing the goal and when he got pushed his stick came up and it caught the goalie right in the face mask like right in the face mask caught a penalty for it obviously leading the team in penalty minutes so he went to the box and it sucks because the NHL has to protect their goalies sure right it's like the QBs have to protect their goalies because those guys not like they're their QBs but they're defenseless. They're almost. defenseless a lot of the times, right? And they're just getting onslaught of facing a puck coming at them 60 miles per hour, 40 miles per yeah, hour all yeah. game long. Yeah, you got to look out for those I guys. I wouldn't want to be goalie, dog. No, man. That shit sucks. That shit sucks, dude. You never played, well, you didn't, yeah, you didn't play that much in the Rex, but, you know, they used to have street hockey and they had this orange hard ass freaking hockey ball. I remember those. Dude, that shit would hurt if you got hit with that. And that's you wearing, you know, regular padding and stuff. Imagine yep. these guys with a hockey puck. No, that people get right up on you. Try, they don't, they're not hitting the puck. They're just hitting you with the stick. They're just whacking you in the shins. Exactly, man. Exactly. Um, but you know what? Uh, I wanted to shout out. Big Bob. Big Bob has been playing real consistent. The record may not show it as far as the amount of wins he's been able to put in, but this guy is rocking a 90% save percentage Good. on the season. He needs to. Killing with, it. With, you that, know? with that paycheck he's clearing every every month. Hey, but look, you know, a lot of guys fall off, especially in hockey. You get paid and you're like, well, time to relax now. You know, I don't need to be number one. Let somebody else get paid, right? No, Big Bob knows his role on this team. He knows that there's a limited window for this team to excel and he wants to win a championship as well so he knows that he has to continue to step up that eight that 90 save percentage is really good for a team who has big issues on the defensive line front right now right we have a lot of issues right now with with who we have in front and like how effectively those guys can play because there's too many games where the opposition is scoring four four goals on us and last year that wasn't happening bro. yeah you know, and early on in the well, season, it wasn't happening. Right, either. That, that's just in the, these last few games. So it's still early. So you know, I, I totally understand your sentiment where you're coming from, but it's it's the growing pains for the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're still we're still figuring things out. Like you said, we lost a couple guys. We brought in a couple guys. Um, so we're still figuring it out. But we're above 500 through what uh, you said seven five and one. Yeah, so 13, 13 games. games. Above five hundred through thirteen games. I mean, you'll take that. You take where you can get it right now, for sure. And like again, the separation in the in the division, right? We're only five points behind Boston. Everybody else who's behind Boston is pretty much in the same row where we am, right? Where we have killing it. Two, four. There's six teams in the Atlantic Division that have seven wins. So obviously, we're keeping pace with everybody else. The difference is that you, we want to see this Panthers team find that chemistry, charisma, spark. 
call it what you will, but we want to see them find that same vibe that they had last year where they can put a string of victories together and and separate themselves from the rest of the pack. You don't have to be number one, but you have to be able to separate yourself early on in the season from the rest of the pack, right? It starts right now, I feel like, because we got a hell of a five-game homestand coming up. And those are easy points on the board. You got games against Carolina, Edmonton, Washington, Dallas, Calgary. All these teams who you can beat and they're not necessarily um, division games, right? Um, Washington is not in the division. Dallas is not in our division. Calgary is not in our division. Uh, Edmonton is not in our division. Carolina is not in our division. Like, these are all games that we should take advantage of because they they shouldn't be necessarily rival opponents. How's Carolina doing this year, though? Because they had the best record in the NHL a season or two ago. Yeah, right now they're not doing that great. You know, um, like I said, the only team that's been really dominating, dominating hold is on, the. Hold on, I'm looking at them right here. They're eight three and one. That's not that great. Eight three and one. They're a game above us, bro. If the if the Panthers get that that game in, against the Kings, which we should have won, Panthers be eight and three right there as well. You know what I mean? No, but I say it to say that they're they're not somebody to sleep on. There is only two really good teams right now, or one really good team right now in in the NHL. Boston It's Boston and the Lightning. And well, you the Lightning. Uh, yeah, you can as, never count the Lightning. As for far those. as the right. Florida Panthers are concerned, <laughs> it's the, the Tampa Bay the Lightning, Lightning are always our arch nemesis. Yeah, absolutely. It's a battle for Florida. And right now, Las Vegas, they're killing it. Um, you know, best record in the league. They have 11 wins, only two losses. They don't really, zero ties. So they either win it or they lose, and they've been winning a lot more than that. What's going on with the Avalanche on the other side of town? That's a team that has really fallen off, man. I think they lost a couple of key players to other teams. Championship hangover? Yeah, and, and, and it's hard to recreate that magic, man. It's hard, especially in the NHL. We've seen a lot of turnaround in the NHL where you don't see a team – being dominant for like four years, three years. That doesn't happen. Unless, if, unless if you're the Lightning. No, but even them, like they won, and then it's like the next year they don't win again. They did. Yeah, they won. <laughs> what happened after that? They went to the playoffs and lost. And they haven't been able to win since because okay. every other year there's another team that says, oh, you're great. Check this out. We're on a run. Bye. And we get it. It happens, dog. And, it, and I feel like the Panthers are on the freaking on the cusp, cusp of that, Of bro. us being that team. Yeah, man. And we got the pieces in place. That's the most important part, right? Not having the pieces in place, I would have been like, damn, well, you know, the Panthers have to find a way to manufacture this type of thing and, and create something from the ground up. No, nah, we're already beyond that level. We're looking at, at the view from the penthouse, you know, and we're trying to, you know, get to the top of the building and parachute off it or something i don't know i like your analogy you like it, was, it was somewhere in there i it know was, i was i was picking close. up what you were putting it was down. close but uh, like i said five game homestand bro gotta get at least four wins in a tie four wins in a tie i mean i don't i don't want to you know go off on a tangent here but which one of these games are we going to because this is perfect for us to go to dog pick a game dog maybe, maybe not the saturday at four o'clock one nah but you know like a tuesday seven o'clock thursday seven o'clock thursday sounds doable dog one of those works bro we gotta go check that out yeah, you know what? Let's write, write that, that one down. Write Dallas. that one down. This is the stars. The yeah. Dallas. Yeah. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna write, write that, that one down. down. Write that one down. Write that one down. I'll make a note. I'll make a note. But we'll, go. I mean, we'll put it on Instagram. So if anybody's going to the game, we can link up, and uh, I'll hook you up with a sports with social sticker on the house. Uh, yeah, let's get to let's get four wins here out of these next five games at home. Nice four wins. Why not? Oh yeah. Why not? 
Why not, bro? And I think they're playing tonight. And really, like you no, said, they play start, tomorrow. Start separating ourselves. Yeah, start separating ourselves from from the people. Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday's our next game. Wednesday. Actually, we play the that's when we play the Hurricanes. Who we yeah. were just talking about. Let's, let's mop uh, so those that's schools. a good game. That's a good game. Mop Seven them. o'clock. Uh, I wonder if it's going to be broadcast on anything. Let's see. Yeah, it's always on Bally Sports. Yeah, dude, I hate Bally Sports, dog. <laughs> Do you hate Bally Sports like I do? Nah, bro. I use the fire stick, so I don't sweat nothing, Bro, Chico. all right. Well, I'm going to have to edit that out. But, um, <laughs> yeah, dog, I got to gripe with Bally Sports, homie. Like, I got to go, like, I got to, like, write an angry letter. I got to, like, start a mob. I got to call Drake and, and, and 21 Savage or something. I don't know, dog. I got to do something because <laughs> they're getting on my nerves. With, with the, they're, they're, they're so a monopoly. You should holler at Rick Ross. I'm they're sure. monopolizing yeah. the Panthers in the Heat games. Yeah, you should holler at Rick Ross. He's got to weigh in with Bally, dog, you know, and, and checkers. So he might be able to help you out. <laughs> That's rallies, not Bally's. Same shit, man. <laughs> same shit. All those oh, companies shit. are owned by the same guy, dog. Um, yeah, let's see what happens with the Panthers. Five game home seat. Stan, let's get wins. Let's get it. Let's get wins. Uh, bro, real quick. Bills Allen being evaluated for UCL injury. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, yeah, uh, that's, that's the elbow. I saw that come up uh, recently. Nah, I, I, it's it's a concern, obviously, for their franchise quarterback. Um, but I think he'll be fine. That guy's tough as nails, bro. That kid is tough. He's a freaking. That kid's super tough, bro. Concrete block is what that guy is. Yeah, like. but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll be on top of that injury there and yeah. how it could affect the rest of the division. Yeah, let's let's talk about uh another team here. Let's kick it and talk about the Heat. Keep, keep it on the topic of Bally's. Yeah. All right. I haven't been able to watch my heat because of Bally's with their stronghold. Bro, after the show, bro, like, stop playing around with Bally's. Like, like come on. I'm just saying, I got dog, you, dog. they're killing me. That's why we do this show so that you can fill me in on what my heat are I doing or I not doing. Well, we're, we're definitely not winning games like we should be. You know, we're definitely not being as consistent as we can be. Right now, still sitting two games under 500, four and six record. Started off good after we recorded, right? We had that that talk where we had lost on the road, right? And we lost those two games back-to-back. And then we saw us come home to face Golden State and Sacramento again, this time playing at home before we took off on the road to Indiana. And we got those two victories, right? We got the victory on Tuesday against uh, Golden State, 116-109. to 109. Um, That was the Struce game. He had a hell of a game, 24 points that night. Duncan Robinson uh, also Duncan had Robinson game played well and... Um, He's not doing enough, obviously, for everybody else, right? We we see his game, and it's like, weesh, Duncan Robinson, you know? Like, what happened to the guy that we, that was hitting four yeah, threes a game? The $90 million guy. And that game, I think he had five threes in that game. Yeah, that was the one game where he hit, uh, did hit five of eight from the three-point line. Which we needed. Like, that's what I was talking about in the show. I, I mentioned it to you earlier that I had called that uh, on last week's show. That's yeah. what I had mentioned, the fact that, you know, they're a three, three-point shooting team, and, you know, you need to fight fire with fire. You know, iron sharpens iron. So we needed to have our three ball on fire, and it was good to see a guy like Duncan, you know, do well from beyond the arc that night to help us get that win. It's good to see people contributing from the bench, right? Because right now we know that those, you know, Jimmy missed that game against the Warriors. Um, How many did no, he, he did. He played against the Warriors, but I think he got hurt that game. He had 23 points, missed against Sacramento, and then missed against Friday night against the Pacers as well. Okay, so he missed two? Two games, and then he practiced on Sunday, you know, and then he's going to play tonight while we're recording. But we got no hero. No hero. So that goes more to your point of we really need the bench to step it up. Somebody has to step up every single game from the bench and not step up and say, hey, here's 10 points. No, hey, Here's four of six, four of eight from the three-point line and 15 points. You know, you have to, 
you have to remember that this team right now is going to struggle offensively, right? We know that they they ranked in the bottom last uh bottom 5 of each offensive category right now, whether it's field goal percentage, field goals made, anything you want. You look at it up, you look it up and the Heat are struggling when it comes to offense. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we can't win like that, right? Because right now today's NBA is like you score 100 points automatically. Right? It's almost like almost everybody scores 100 points. But you have to be able to defend in those fourth quarters. And in those fourth quarters, like, I I catch the heat giving up more points every single time. Uh, good example, right? Golden State game. We scored 30 points in the fourth quarter. They scored 15. That's how you win a game. Next game against the Kings, 33-31. to 31, Real close in the fourth quarter, right? And Hero had to hit a game-winning three, right, to get that 33 points. If not, we lose that fourth quarter. And then against the Pacers, we lose the fourth quarter. We won the fourth quarter, but it was too little, too late. Again, a Tyler Hero three step back, missed it. But it was twenty two to twenty one in the fourth quarter. Whenever it comes to crunch time, we're we're in these close matches, and it feels like this team doesn't know how to put possessions together. And I don't know if it's because Spo is still experimenting with the lineup, right? Depending on who's playing and trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work, but. There hasn't been enough consistency or cohesive, uh, like cohesiveness, cohesiveness from the team and the guys on the on the floor. Case in point, uh, Gabe Vincent when he's on the floor with Strews, it feels like they're both fighting to change gears, right? And it doesn't look as fluid. Another example, Duncan Robinson, he'll check into the game, and instead of putting up a quick three or something like that, he's hesitant. He's you know, sometimes he'll hold it, look up, maybe try to make a pass. And it's like, no, you, you need to have some type of aggressiveness when you're coming off the bench because you know that right now nobody is domi- dominating this team offensively. Like nobody is, right? The only guy who who you can rely on, rely on, week in, game in, game out, offensively is Tyler Hero. And even he's had games where he's dipped, where he has a two-point game, a seven-point game, but then he bounces back, 30-point game, 26-point game, 25-point game, 28-point game, whatever. There's only one guy. So everybody else who's who's uh, contributing or at least getting minutes, they have to feel that pressure to be more aggressive on offense. Your boy, uh, Kyle Lowry, how much has he left in the tank? How much is he putting out every single game? Because even him in the game against Sacramento, I felt like he was struggling or forcing it too much, right? And he played all right, um, ended up going 8 of 14 for 22 points, but he was 2 of 7 from the three-point line, right? Only had attempted five free throws. Us as a team, we didn't attempt that many free throws. Probably had, what, 13 as a team? Jimmy Butler gets like seven by himself. So that's what I'm talking about when it comes to that aggressiveness from the offense. Even Bam, dog, like Bam's doing his thing and and it's a lot, but he's not as aggressive around the rim to get enough fouls. All right, well, let me let me throw some numbers at you. Are you ready for this? Shoot. So we got 10 games in. Yeah. There's 82 games in the season. I think every maybe we do this. Maybe every ten games we do. We sit back and we look at the numbers from far where where we're at. You know yeah. what I mean. So maybe write these down. You know, through ten games. Go ahead, Jimmy Butler. Right now, averaging twenty one and a half points. Yep. But that's eight games played. Yeah. He hasn't played in all ten. That's eight games. So he's twenty one and uh, twenty one points, six rebounds, five assists. Clean, solid, perfect. Right? 
And I, and I won't bore, I won't bother you. You know, he has one and a half steal averaging, and you know, he's, all, he's Jimmy uh, turnovers and all he's that. Jimmy. I won't go into all that stuff, but we're, we're going to keep it on the main the main stat lines, right? Let's just focus on points right now. Tyler Hero next nineteen point six points per game. Clean ten games played. Clean. He's going to be missing his first one tonight. That's okay. Uh, besides that, he's also averaging uh six point four rebounds a game. That's number one guy. Status type stuff. And 2.6 assists a game. I would like to see that number be a little bit higher. But if the number of his, if he's shooting 20, you know, 20, averaging 20 points a game, you would almost expect that. You know what I mean? He, yeah. He's not the setup guy. He is that scoring guy, right? Yeah. Uh, here's an, our, our next one. Bam Adebayo. 17.9 points a game. 8.4 rebounds. He's almost where I want him to be. He's right there. 20 and 10. He's right he's, there. He's very close. Right through there. 10 games. And he hasn't even taken off yet. So let's say he takes off and starts to play more aggressive. He can a- end up averaging 23, 22 and a half points per game with those 10, 12 rebounds. Yep. I got two more for you. Ready? Yep. Max Struess averaging 14.2 points per game right now in 10 games that he's played. All of these guys have played 10 minus, minus Jimmy. Um. Struess has only started in three of the games, and he's still our, our one of our top scorers after, obviously, Butler, Hero, and Bam. Um, so 14.2 with 4.6 rebounds per game as well. Now, the last one I'm going to give you is Kyle Lowry. And Kyle Lowry is averaging 13 points per game with five assists per game and four rebounds a game. Mm. 13, five, and four. Mm. Uh, so Mm-mm. after that, it's bleak, bro. Yeah, it's very bleak, and that and that's real low for Cal. That's low for me. He's got to be in those 17, 18 points per game. I mean, for you know what I've said before, if you're not going to be in those seventeen to twenty points per game per player, you you cannot have five assists per game. Nah. You need to be averaging ten assists a game. Yeah, if not close to it, eight, nine, right. Yeah, setting up our other players to be able to score, getting Bam maybe maybe Lowry's assists go up and Bam's points go up. Absolutely, and Hero and everybody else around him. He has to know. He has to know, dog. Like, hey, maybe I don't got it, you know, physically. Maybe I don't got it physically, but damn, I can set my guys up to be the best. I don't, and then like by setting these guys up, I just open more room to myself because then I'll I'll have more space to shoot in the later portions of the game in the third and fourth quarter, and I can contribute that way. Man, I I just don't I don't know how we're gonna solve the problem of Lowry, and there's been so much invested to in him that I don't know if even if even benching him is the solution because then like what does that do? Right, I see a lot of people talking about, well, you oh, bench Lowry, and it's like, yeah, you bench him, but what does that do? Does that kill his mood for the rest of the season? Does it kill the room, like the vibe of the locker room? Does it does it start some shit with Jimmy? I don't know. For me, it's and, like, and then who do we start? That's more of the question for me, right? Because it's not like anybody's <laughs> that's more taking of the question over. For me, it's not like anybody, any of those other guys have that we mentioned are taking over, right? And really like wowing us to be like, ah, damn, these dudes are killing it. Yeah. Now, the one guy, the one guy who's been missing, the one guy who's been missing that could have been a potential solution to this solution, Victor Oladipo. I don't think we're going to see that guy this year. Really? I mean, knee injury, already problems with the with the knee again, and it's not even the, the knee that he has surgery on. Ankle injury, missing all these 10 games. That is a problem. 
because we saw this guy talking a lot of shit before the season started, how he was working out, feeling strong, comeback season, this, that, and the third. And now you missed the 10 games of the season, dog? And uh, there's a there's your position right there struggling on the team where anybody who's real hungry for the minutes, anybody who's real hungry for that stardom, anybody who's real hungry for that starting position that they once had would have gone after it because you know it's there for the taking. Right? Kyle Lowry's not playing great, dog. If you're a point guard and you come into this team and you're a really good point guard, you have a chance to get in that starting spot. Where's Oladipo? Is he coming back? I haven't heard shit from him. I, I don't know. I haven't heard. Because he's been hurt. But, but you saying we might not see him this season is not something that Heat fans want to hear. I haven't even heard, like, hey, he might be back at nothing. It's nothing. been all quiet on the Tyler, on the Victor Oladipo yeah, front. Every night is just he's out. Hey, he's, he's out. Hey, he's, he's out. Hey, he's out. And it's like, all right. But, like. And Yurts. Yurts is a whatever, dog. Because, yeah, but, he can, he can but help. But I'm saying, like, we haven't seen Yurts at all this year. You know? Right. But we didn't give Yurts a big contract. No. We gave Oladipo a big contract. Uh, did we, though? Yeah, was money that contract? we could have spent on somebody else. But was it a big contract? Was it a contract or was it a big contract? It's a it's a, it's a a big, not a big contract. Okay. It's a big commitment, what we did, right? Because we said, hey. One year. No, no, no. But it's it's the mentality of it as well, Joel. Hey, you're going to be the backup point guard with a potential to be the starting point guard. And we lost that. And now we find ourselves where the guy who's in place right now is struggling to find some type of consistency and really showcase his talents in Kyle Lowry, where we had a backup plan and the backup plan is not there. And now we're forced to plan C, which is Gabe Vincent getting more minutes and letting Tyler Hero do the thing with his with the ball. Might not be beneficial to the offense, is all I'm saying. You know? Gabe Vincent is right after Lowry in scoring. He's the next highest scorer with eight points per game average. Yeah. And 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 not good yeah it's not good because it's not looking great but i will say this go ahead last year there was a team that struggled mightily early on in the season Mm -hmm. was able to turn it around when it mattered most and ultimately went to the nba finals they lost but they made it all the way to the nba finals and they even beat the heat so yeah i say that to say we got time we got time. We'll figure it out, but we can't get let it get away from us. I we mean, have ten games at a time. We're we're under five hundred through these first ten games. If we do that seven more times, we're we're not going to be in the playoffs, and that's that's crazy for me to say with this team. It's not that crazy because again, we see the holes that the squad has right now. It's very evident, right? Like, there's no way that you look at this basketball team and say, "Coño, I don't know what's wrong with these guys." No, 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 no. If you've been watching Heat basketball, you know exactly what's wrong with this team, right? These next four games at home, Portland, Charlotte twice, and then Phoenix, they're, they're going to be a very good indicator of, like, which direction are we going to take? Are we going to take the doable road, or are we going to take the really hard road to find ourselves in the playoffs? And right now, it's hard for me as a, a real Heat fan to say, oh, yeah, we're going to take the easy road. Nah, because it looks like there's going to be a lot of bumps on this road. Yeah, I'm with you. Until we find some answers, you know, until we find some answers, whether it's a trade, somebody steps up, breakout season, whatever. But we need to find some answers, you know, because the moves that we were depending on, the Caleb Martin, Victor Lodipo, you know, Yurtz, Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is the only one plan that has come to fruition. 
Like, hey, let's give this guy starter minutes and let's see what he can do with it. Boom, dude has taken off. Taken off. Because, yeah, three things are consistent on our team. Tyler Hero. Jimmy, Hero, and Bam. That's it. And that's it. Those are the three things that we have that are consistent. Yeah. That historically have been good. Last year we had our unsung heroes, right? Or our unlikely heroes that right. were stepping up, that were helping us carry game, you know, into games that we we thought we didn't have a chance of winning and they were helping us get there. We're not seeing that so far and we, no. we need we need to get back to where we were last year. ASAP. It needs to be ASAP because we're losing we're losing the like valuable ground here. With the rest of the with the NBA, especially in the East, you got the Bucks. They're nine and zero. Cleveland eight and one. Boston six and three. Atlanta same record. Toronto six and four. And then you got a bunch of teams under five hundred: Chicago, New York, the Pacers, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Washington, and then the Heat. All of those teams that I mentioned either have five wins or four wins. Need to get some good wins, man. Oh, yeah. Need to get some good wins. Okay. Um, I have a I have a concern though. The concern is that. The concern is that we're not going to get the most out of Lowry. And like I said, Olotipo's not going to come back. That's that's my biggest that's concern. That's a valid concern. That's, that's my biggest concern. Valid. So then it turns into like, all right, how do we fix that? Do we make a trade? Who do we trade? Do we trade Jimmy? Um, and, and, and that talk is coming back up again because of what's happening in Brooklyn. They fired their coach. Kyle, uh, Kyle Irving gets suspended for the year. Yeah, but didn't they just bring on the ex-Celtics coach? They brought in the ex-Celtics coach, he but now there's a lot of questions. That was wild. Super wild. They didn't even tell super the Celtics anything. Super wild. Super wild. But the that whole narrative doesn't make other players on that team, KD, et cetera, et cetera, available. Are, is Brooklyn looking to rebuild? Are they looking to blow the situation up? How can the Heat take advantage of that, whether it's through them or through another team? Because it's obvious that this need this team needs a spark. We we were betting on a couple of guys to be that spark. They're not going to be that spark. You yeah. know, it's early. Yeah, you could say it's early, but the signs are there. They're no, not going to be that spark. No, no, I'm with you, man. We we've been saying it. There's still there's something missing. Yeah, let's see. Let's let's hope that this four game homestand, like I said, uh, starting tonight against um, Portland. Then we got Thursday against Charlotte, Saturday against Charlotte, and then another Monday night game against Phoenix. Four straight games at home. Got to get these victories, man. Got to get these victories. Oh, yeah. Now, it's Let's time. close out the show. Let's close out we the show. We got nothing else to talk about. Yeah, we got at some. All. No, I mean, it's something to talk about, but it's, it's the worst thing to talk about. Oh, the elephant in the room. It's not even an elephant. What's bigger than an elephant? A humpback whale. That's what it is. It's a it's a humpback whale in a small room. Oh, man. There, there, there are a lot of words... Right, that I could use to abysmal. No, <laughs> abysmal. You and that freaking word. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I can say about the program, right? There's a lot of things I can say about the coaching. You know me. I got a direct pipeline to the school and what's happening there, so I know a little bit more than the average fan when it comes to the Hurricanes, right? Just a little bit more, not a lot. Um, this shit is disturbing disturbing because yeah you can lose to a rival yeah you can lose at home those things happen when you're rebuilding a program and things are happening but losing in the fashion that this team has done so over this year and mario week in week out coming out and putting his face forward and saying no we're fixing this no we're working on that no the boys are learning this 
There is no learning happening on that fucking football team. Zero. Zero learning. There's not one. Let me take that back. There are very few areas of the football team, whether it's offensively or defensively, that you can point at and say there's been steady improvement in that field year the whole entire year. Not one. There's maybe, maybe it's the defensive line, right? Leonard Taylor been killing it. Mesador been killing it. Those guys can get after the, the quarterback. And they can stop the run at times. But everything else, everything else has been so far below par, dog, that it's not even abysmal. It's disturbing. Because think, now you're looking I think at... you mean over par. <laughs> below par would be good. I guess. But, like, you know what? We're not talking golf. But, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. No, like, dude. It, it's it's it was, disturbing. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. If you identify as a Miami Hurricanes fan, it was embarrassing to wear green and orange on Saturday. It was embarrassing to throw up the U. It was embarrassing to call yourself a Canes fan because we talked we've we've been covering them all year. We know that the you know it hasn't been pretty, but we talked about it. If there's one game that you need to win, especially in a shit year like this, it's this game. More so at home. And yet they lost now their fourth game at home. And they lost this one Bro. By over 35 points. Bro. Bro. There's a bunch of stats, worst loss, all this stuff. There's a bunch of stuff that I can say because I can go into the text messages that that this dude puts in. You know what I mean? And I can and I see the stats. But none of that shit matters. There's only one thing that is freaking glaring to Umi. Out of those four home losses, three of them, we've given up 45 points. 45 points. That game was 21 to 3, dog. Including this one. Yeah. This 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 game was twenty one to three in the first quarter, dog. It was thirty eight to three with a couple minutes left in the game, wasn't it? Come on! And they gave up one more touchdown to the backups. To the backups. Now, Mario Cristobal. What do we do? With that Got guy? all this money. Spent money on coaches, recruiting. No, this guy's an awesome recruiter. That's fucking great. There's no amount of recruiting that can help you win games on the fucking field. You got to be able to win on the field. Don't give me this excuse of, oh, he's a first-year head coach. Bullshit. I saw Notre Dame with a first-year head coach go out there and upset Clemson. At home. And, and people can say, oh, but the crowd, you know, it's not always there. Cool. It was there Saturday. Primetime game, that shit was packed, sold out. Have to win games. You're fucking Mario Cristobal. You're the guy who was brought here to beat teams like that when everything else isn't going right. Now you can't even do that. You can't even compete because we couldn't compete. We couldn't compete on Saturday. And all this mind game shit with like starting uh, Tyler Van Dyke and... You know, trying to bump up. This is this, this is not man, that Madden, poor, dog. That poor kid, man, went from being possibly one of the highest drafted quarterbacks. Why in put him out there, year, dog? And that's that's all running away from him. Why <laughs> put him out there, dog? You know he's hurt. 
I don't know. You know that he cannot throw the football, but you have him in there. And then now we got to question this whole Jake Garcia thing. That's what I was going to say. Is it because he's not confident? Right, because Ja'Curry Brown, a freshman, gets in there and gets more snaps than he does. What? What? Because he's a dual-threat quarterback and he can run around. And What? So you game plan all week, and that's the best that you can come up with on? No, 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 no. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. And I don't care how much money this guy is making, how much money the staff paid and the contract and the buy. I don't care. Shit like this cannot happen to this program and nobody skate. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody can get off on this. There has to be a target on on Mario right now. Hot seat, a thousand percent. I said it earlier this year, and people were like, what the hell are you talking about? You're crazy. This and that. He's got to. Yeah, you got to give him time. Okay, cool. Three games at home where you give up 45 points. Explain that shit to me. Explain that because you have zero explanation for that. And it's in, and, and you said it. It's embarrassing, dog. It's embarrassing to lose to FSU 45-3. Yeah. Embarrassing, dog. And now nobody knows what to expect from your squad. Because we know TVD is hurt. We don't know what's his situation. He's going to get surgery or not. I'm pretty sure he's going to need some type of surgery. What the hell is up with Jake Garcia? Is he going to play another down for this team this season? Mm-hmm. Threw the ball twice. Ja'Cory Brown, is this what we're doing? Are we going with the dual threat quarterback and we're just going to try? At this point, what do you got to lose? Who knows? You got nothing to lose now. You got nothing to win. Who knows? But you got nothing to lose. We had six different guys, seven different guys take a carry. Ja'Cory Brown was our leading rusher with 13 carries and 64 yards. Yeah, there's a huge problem in Miami. There's a, and right now, I said it earlier, I'm going to say it again, Mario Cristobal is on the hot seat, as he well should be. Because guess what? Shit doesn't get any easier, bro. Uh, no, it does not. They got Georgia Tech coming up. Yep. Then they got number 12 Clemson, who's number pissed 12 off. right now. Pissed off. After that loss in Notre Dame. And we close out against Pittsburgh, who was historically always given the Hurricanes a little bit of a trouble, A rough right? time. A rough time. So potentially, you're looking at another two losses, three losses. It's not looking good. Mm-hmm. Not for crystal ball. Not for crystal ball. Going four and what? Four and eight on your first season. Four with, and what? With that powerhouse of a uh, of a how coaching are, staff. How are you gonna hold the recruiting dog? You can't. Everybody's flipping. Everybody's going to FSU. Not everybody, but you're not holding on to at least thirty percent of that draft class that you're hyping up. Because yeah, it's cool for those kids to commit. I come in, I come in, I come in, I come in. Sign the line. Sign and show up. Because you're going to have a bunch of players right now who are either freshmen or sophomores that haven't played this year and going, bruh, I am out of here. And then what? You're going to get 10 years to build this program? No, you're not. Hell no. No, you're not. Ain't nobody no, you're 10 not. years. No, you're not. No, you're not. You get two. Here's three years, bro. Here's three years. We love you. And if you're not the guy, come back anytime. See you. Yeah, it would have been three if this season was decent. The fact that he had this season, you don't get two more, Baba. He better hit a <laughs> back-to-back Grand Slams with all the all of the recruits and get them locked in and everybody in-house. Yep. Better hit two Grand Slams with that, and you can't lose a game next year. There's no room for error anymore. 
Because people are going to expect more, Joel. Like, I'm sorry, dog, but next year you're not losing. Don't lose to no fucking Middle Tennessee State. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Don't lose to North Carolina. Are you kidding me? Playing a tight. Bro, we haven't scored a touchdown in nine quarters, dog. We haven't scored a touchdown in nine quarters of football. Collegiate football. What are we talking about? There has to be more expected from this program right now. It's not, hey, give them some time. No, dog. No. It has to be right now. Imagine paying $200 for that ticket on, on Saturday, dog. And you go out there and you tailgate no it shot. up. I told and you already I wasn't doing what? that ahead of time. There's no How shot. mad are you driving home, dog? And you can't even leave because the stadium's packed. No, dog. No. There has to be more expected of this program immediately, dog. Immediately. There's no more room for, like, slip-ups. There's there's no patience. Like, Mario burnt out all his patience in this one season, dog. Performance. Results. That's all that matters now. Results. No more time. Results. Results in recruiting. Results on the field. Results with guys getting better. Systems getting better. Schemes getting better. Figure that shit out. I'm gonna get figure you, that shit out. I'm gonna get you a UCF shirt, not nah, hat. Not doing it. I mean, I just want you to be a part of a doggy. Winning I'm right or die. I want you to be a part of a winning culture, doggy. I'm right or I'm die. I'm just letting you know, dog. There's only one team right now in Florida that's in the top 25. Right, it's that team right there, baby. That's also the team that crowned itself a champion. Oh yeah, because that's kind of weird. Undefeated. Yeah, that's cool. Undefeated, but that doesn't make you champion. Every game. Never lost. Never lost. <laughs> Never lost. Oh, man. But, yeah, I caught, I caught some flack this week because uh, I was going in on the Canes, and uh, one of my buddies was like, oh, yeah, I forget you're not a real you're not a real Canes fan. And I'm like, that's fine, dog. Like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a real Canes fan. I support the Canes when they deserve to be supported, and this Hurricanes team deserves zero kind of support from anybody. Yeah, the the fair weather Canes fan or yeah. the diehard Canes fan because they don't deserve it. They're not putting a product out on the field that's worthy of you putting your eyeballs on it. It's for so sixty minutes. So it's so yo rough. that game was miserable, bro. We turned it off and went to the the uh, the, the Alabama LSU game, <laughs> which you know you talk about a first year head coach, goes Brian, out. Brian Kelly, former Notre Dame coach, now at LSU, goes out. Upsets Alabama and LSU has been in some dog fights this year, yeah, right? Dog. Lost some games, whatever, but goes out there and beats Alabama, dog. You know, so and bro, there's no excuse to be made for this team, for this uh, nope. this coaching staff. Um, we just know it's not looking good. It's not. I'm and just gonna leave it at that. Yeah, oh yeah, he has three games to figure out what what the hell is he gonna do. He has three games to figure out what the hell he's gonna do. Three games. Let's see. Saturday, Georgia Tech, three thirty. <laughs> don't tune in. Uh, don't. Don't tune in. Don't tune in because but I, I rather into the show. Yeah, for sure. I rather you get a surprise and, and see what the result was. Don't tune in. All right, man. Yeah. Before we wrap up, man. Can't uh, believe we ended it on that note. Nah. At least we're, I'm going to turn it a little bit more positive. At least we got an amazing fight card this weekend. Okay. UFC 28081, right? Yeah. UFC 281. Harasanya versus Alex Pereira. Um, then you got Carlos Esperanza versus Zangwill Lee. Strawweight battle. Uh, Carla beat Thug Rose. Thug Rose beat Zangwill Lee. Like, uh, that, that division is getting very interested. And then, uh, we got a hell of a fight between Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler. 
Yeah, can't wait to see that's that one. Those guys fest. have a lot of real beef, bro. Yeah, it's gonna be a slugfest. Frankie right Eggert still fighting on that card, and um, Dan Hooker making a comeback. Also, should we be looking forward to some sort of uh, preview with you and our combat analyst Jesse Oliva? Of course. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna link up this week, and we're gonna do like a quick fifteen minutes. Beautiful. Uh, I li- I'd like to hear what you guys got to say. Absolutely, about the, man. I'd like to hear what he has to and say. And after the fact, I want to hear you guys recap that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make it happen, man. Um, some good fights. Dominic Reyes is fighting on the prelims. Like, nice. Yeah, bro. It's gonna be a real, real good fight. Real good fight. And so, it's not a daytime one, like in no, no, no. This one, one's gonna right? be at night. Yeah, they're, they're fighting in MSG in New York. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. So the uh, the main card starts at ten o'clock. So make sure you get a nap in this afternoon, and because uh, you're definitely not gonna. I don't want to miss this fight. Uh, interestingly enough, Alex Pereira, uh, he's been able to beat Israel Adesanya two times in kickboxing. So that main event for that belt. Um, it happened a few years ago, but it did. Adesanya is a different fighter now. Much different fighter. But yeah, it, the history has a tendency of repeating itself, right? It does, man. And in the fight game, you never know what's going to happen. So That's like right. I said, tune in. Make sure you guys are tuning in to... Our show here, Sports with Soul, so we're definitely going to break down the results of that. Um, and, of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel where me and Jesse are going to be able to showcase this fight, let you guys know what's going on, get a little bit into more detail. And, um, like I said, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We have a lot of cool content out there right now. The Delray Beach uh, Fight Night is out. We got the OnlyFans Week 9 out right now. And we got the Coach Sib interview dropping this Friday. Man, that's a mouthful, Joel. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. We're putting it out. So go out there. Just do us a favor. Just go ahead and view it for a little bit. If not the entirety of it, drop a like, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Absolutely. And more importantly, you got to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell another friend. Matter of fact, while they're at it, tell them to tell one more friend. And tell one more friend about this amazing podcast. Word of mouth is the best way to show us some love. Tell a friend. Let them know to hit us up on Instagram. Social media is all great. And check us out, more importantly, on YouTube. Until next time. Peace. Peace.